What is an abomination to mankind? In our last session, we talked about wisdom. Today, uh, another W, it's wickedness. And here's our text, Proverbs 24, 8 and 9. Whoever plans to do evil will be called a schemer. The devising of folly is sin, and the scoffer is an abomination to mankind. So Solomon mentions three things a person might do. Uh, plan evil, devise folly, and scoff, or to mock with contempt. So it seems to me that these are all related. Now, let's look at the first one, the planning of evil. That might be the person who lays on their bed and thinks about those who they think have offended or hurt them in their life. And they imagine ways they can put them in their place. Maybe you've did that before. I've been tempted to do that even. And maybe you did it and you've had to repent or turned away from it and gave it to the Lord. Well, this, this person plans evil. Then Solomon mentions the devising of folly, which might be that after you have decided on the details of how you can execute revenge, as you were laying in your bed, you now begin putting everything in place for this foolish thing you want to accomplish. Then finally, possibly after the trap is set, this person wears a prideful, smug, arrogant aura, and this is the scoffer, I think, that, that Solomon speaks of. Now, in a way, our text might catch us a little bit off guard. Usually in Proverbs, we're hearing what is an abomination to God. In Proverbs alone, we're told many things that, that are an abomination to Him. Here's just a few examples. I may put some of the references in the notes here. So, these things are an abomination to God. A false balance is an abomination to the Lord. The devious person. The prayer of one who ignores the law. Everyone who is arrogant in their heart. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination. The way of the wicked. He who justifies the wicked. He condemns the righteous. Lying lips. Haughty eyes. Hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked plans. Feet that makes haste. To run to evil, a false witness that breathes out lives, thoughts of the wicked, those crooked of heart. These things are an abomination to the Lord. But in our verse today, Solomon talks about what is an abomination to mankind. He says it's a scoffer. And as we noticed, uh, this scoffer can be the same person. And I don't know if Solomon meant it this way, but it seems to go to, together. He can be the same person as the planner of evil and the divisor of folly. And from the references we looked at, it seems clear to me that these are the same things that are an abomination to God. So why might these wicked things be an abomination to mankind? Well, first let's look at why wickedness is an abomination to a believer. And so we'll just look at this from different angles. Um, Proverbs 29, 27, an unjust man is an abomination to the righteous. And it's not that 
believers don't love the unjust. Um, in fact, we are unjust. We were unjust, and we and we do unjust things. But Jesus has given us His um, righteousness, and we are just a hundred percent. And then practically, He's working that out in our life also. But yeah, um, we do love the the unjust. In fact, we are to follow the, the example of Jesus and be willing to give our life for the unjust, just as Jesus did for us. But for the believer, sin is an abomination. And not only in the lives of others, but also in her own life. Proverbs 8, 7 says, For my mouth will utter truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. But we all know there are times when we do utter wickedness. But God is quick to forgive, and, and we don't like it in our own heart when we do those things. And we confess our sins, and then we have a good fellowship with God. He forgives us. But Solomon goes further than making this claim for only worshipers of God. And though he specifically ends with the scoffer as being an abomination to mankind, it seems to me that the scoffer might just be the summary as I said, of this, this prideful person who plans and devises wickedness and then sits around with an arrogant smirk on his lips, knowing that the trap has been set. So if these two verses are about the same person, then he is called a schemer and a scoffer and an abomination. And why might all of mankind call him these things? Well, right now I can think of a couple reasons. First off, a wicked person is not all that particular about who he hurts, especially if he feels they have hurt him, right? Whether he's a believer or not, it does not matter. He will plan and scheme and execute his ploy and then laugh. Therefore, he's not admired by the whole of mankind. And the fullness of his disgrace may not be seen entirely uh, until his plans are in motion and he stands in his conceit. That might be why Solomon mentions the scoffer last in the passage. But it seems to me that an arrogant person is most likely to be called abominable to all of mankind. So number two, I think that when it's all said and done, sin will be an abomination to all of mankind. I'm gonna read a passage and then pray. You may remember the story of Lazarus the beggar and the rich man in Luke 16, they both died. Lazarus went to the, the bosom of Abraham, and the rich man went to Hades. And the rich man called out to Abraham, and he asked him to send Lazarus to his five brothers to warn them. So in his death from Hades, sin was an abomination to this rich man. Let me read the passage, and then I'll pray. Luke 16, 27, and he said, Then I beg you, Father, to send him to my father's house. For I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they also come into this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, 
neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. Father God, thank you for your word today. These words of Solomon about the schemer, the planner, the divisor, and the scoffer, Lord. And, um, and how these are an abomination in some contexts to mankind. But Lord, also for letting us know that sin is an abomination to you. And, and like Lazarus and the rich man, we're, we're all going to die. But spiritual death is the worst of all deaths. And even the wicked, when they die, they, they don't want eternal spiritual death for, for their own loved ones, like the rich man. Your son Jesus did pay the wages for our sin with his death, even spiritually, as God looked away from God the Son. And as the rich man hoped that Lazarus might return from the grave, to and that someone might believe him about this place, Jesus did rise from the grave. And he gives us who delight in him his righteousness by making us who were once sinful abominations into his own sons and daughters with an amazing inheritance. Thank you for this wonderful gift, Lord. You are our treasure. In Jesus' name, amen.